What's up, Tim Goats? Today, we are going to talk about something that I think is really necessary. I think too many photographers out there are scared to create relationships and to create connections with other photographers in their local areas. And we have this fear, this belief that other people are trying to steal from us or trying to copy everything we do. And uh, today, that's what we're going to talk about. The power of networking with local photographers. But first, a word from me. Hopefully it's What's up, guys? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Sam Marvin, and I have been in the photography industry for 25 plus years. While I love being a creative, business is my passion, and elevating the industry of photography is my focus. I created the Seven Figure Photographer to share my journey to seven figures and to help others find their way too. So, what's up everybody? I hope you guys are all having a wonderful week. I know I am. I've been kind of lazy this week. It's been a struggle. Like, I know that there's lots to do, but I think it's almost crippling me a little bit. But I've actually gotten quite a bit done. Like, so, I just, I'm not getting it done as fast as I thought I wanted to, but I feel like I'm actually ahead. So, it's kind of a random, weird, like, I just feel lazy. But today I was super, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting in, doing a live, even though like I just, I kicked myself in the balls this morning for some odd reason. Not like, not like, you know what I'm talking about. I've kind of gotten my own head and like, I hope you guys realize how real that is for everybody. Like, I don't care where you're at in your business. Me and I were talking about this morning and like, I didn't even realize that like all the different things that she gets in her head about like over nothing. I mean, I say nothing. It it is a lot to you. Like it's it's something huge to you and it's something huge to me. Like I get in my own head. So, I'm beginning to think people don't think I have my crap together. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe Yeah, maybe it's the perspective. Maybe people don't realize that like that we have our crap together. But oh well. Anyway, I don't care. You can think what you want. I know what I know. Let's talk about the good stuff. Now, this is one that I feel really passionate about, guys. And I got to tell you, it's really quite interesting because when I first became a photographer, I was 15 years old. I started the business when I was 15. And I went to a lot of photographers and I asked people to help me, people to give me some direction and what I was doing. I was a young kid. I had a teacher that was helping a little bit, but you know, that was only to a certain degree. The photography programs just weren't what they are today. And I just didn't have anybody to help me. Nobody wanted to help their competition. That was really what it, and that was little, those were the words that I heard from so many people. Like people were like, look, I don't want to train my competition. That's what it came down to. So I never had anybody to help me in my photography business. It wasn't until about, well, about seven or eight years ago when I decided to start networking with other photographers that my business really just took off. And honestly, it started with our local organization, Professional Photographers of Idaho. I got into Seniors Ignite, into uh, Sync. So all these different things were a huge help to me growing my business. And a lot of it was based on the concept of I was seeing other people and seeing what other people were doing 
and it gave me the inspiration to know that I could do it as well. So I'm going to give you five or six different things about why you should consider. Now, I'm not talking about like with sync or with imaging. Everybody goes outside of their state and finds other people that they love to talk to and communicate with. Very few people, I can't say very few people, but there's a lot of you who have that mentality of, well, like this person's just trying to take all my ideas. They're copying everything I do. I still do it. There's a photographer here locally that like, if you looked at their website, you'd be like, well, geez, they got the colors and everything from us. And there's reasons to believe that, but whatever, like who cares? It's a matter of who does it better. And he does it better. <laughs> still, we're, yeah, we're still, still, we're but anyway, when you, Network with other photographers in your local area. One of the biggest things that I can tell you you gain from this is understanding your competitors. Now, when you understand your competitors, it does a lot for your brain. Now, if you were to just pick any photographer in town, let's just for fun, well, Tiffany Hicks. Tiffany Hicks is a great example. I used to get so frustrated with Tiffany Hicks because like no matter, even still today, like if you go and you search anything in photography, Tiffany Hicks is like one of the top that pops up on the SEO. So I was like, man, what is she doing? Like, even after I spent a lot of time building my business, I knew that Tiffany didn't shoot like a ton of seniors. I was shooting a ton of seniors and she was still popping up as the top for seniors because she knew what she was doing with SEO. But Tiffany's one of my, one of my very best friends now. And I love the relationship that we have because we go to each other for help. We look to each other for help and insight on different things. Like, you know, she knows more of, of certain things than I do. And I know maybe more of certain things that she doesn't. And so we utilize each other for those things. But one of the biggest things that I struggled with for a long time until I got to know Tiffany was this just overwhelming feeling of like, I'm never going to be as good as her. I'm never going to be as, you know, like at her caliber. I'm never going to be like, whatever it is, as I got to know her and I became friends with her, and this has happened with tons of other photographers, it puts it all into perspective. And I no longer beat myself up about where I'm at versus where Tiffany's at or versus where B&B photography is at. Because I understand their business. I understand the things that they go through in their life. And I understand that we do things completely different, like on massive levels, completely different. Barb Bergson, an amazing photographer here locally. One of my favorite things about her is she posts pictures of her shoes every day. I don't know that she's been doing it as much anymore. But, you know, as I got to know her a little bit or know a little bit about her, I actually didn't really get to meet her face-to-face until just this year when we were out on a shoot. But I, I got to know a little bit about her. And I know that, like, she's not into doing the hair and makeup stuff and all that experience garbage or fluff for seniors as, like, what we are. And so people that aren't in like looking for that kind of experience or that kind of service might be better off to go to her. Whereas if they are looking for that experience, she's a great resource to say, Hey, if you want that over the top experience, go see Sam. So keep in mind that like, it's not understanding how to dupe your competitors. It's not understanding how to get a hand up on your competitors. It's understanding 
who your competitors are for a number of different reasons, but also for your own mental wherewithal about understanding, okay, like these people look like they're over the top, incredible, like just killing it, slaying it. But when you get to understand them, like they might just be really well stuck within their, their little, what you call it, their little box of what they do. And you, you may not even have, there may not be anything about the two of you that compete in any level. I'm going to get more go into this more coming up, but that's a huge, huge thing. The more you can understand about your, your target, the better you can support them, the better you can understand them, the better you can just know that what you're doing is good and you don't have to work. And we're, I'm talking a lot about the imposter syndrome here. Just that belief that you're not good enough or you're never going to be as good as so-and-so or, you know, or they're, they're stealing all your ideas or whatever. That's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Like, get over it. If you think people are stealing your ideas, guess what? You're probably not the first person that ever had that idea. So I love you. Sorry to put it to you bluntly, but that's the way it is. So moving on, uh, the next one I want to talk about is uh, you can learn from other photographers in your local area and or better your competition. Like, it's okay to put yourself into other people or to share yourself with other people because what it allows you to do is it allows you to better the competition in your industry. When there's better competition, it means that consumers have better selection, better choices, better opportunities. It means that the pricing is better. For instance, Annie, since she's here, Annie just had a huge win and probably overcame one of the, the most challenging well, not really. She's, she's always been pretty good about like understanding her value and her pricing, but we just raised her pricing not too long ago. And she had one of her, well, she had her biggest headshot sale ever. And just overcoming that little bit of like fear of like jacking your prices up. That is a huge mental hurdle that sometimes you can't get through on your own. Like some photographers sit there forever struggling with this whole concept of I'm, I'm too scared to do it. I'm too scared to like change my prices. What if I change my prices and my clients just stop coming? Getting over that hurdle is one of the biggest, like just kick in the butt that you can get. I've seen people now get over that single hurdle and be able to just go crazy out of this world. Do you have some questions coming through on no, Annie just mentioned how she remembered how scared she was when she first went to the PPI lunch. Yeah. And she said, I for sure thought that those pros were going to find out I'm a fraud and I had no idea what I was doing. She said the imposter syndrome big time. I want you guys to understand like the power of being able to learn from other people. You know, we have a group of friends that are all photographers and honestly, I love it. Like I've really enjoyed having my group of friends, partly because I love, like, I love being able to just talk about business or talk about photography, or I just love helping people. And so I can't say that I'm the only one that's helped people like in our group because we all help each other. And that's honestly like one of the best part about our friends group is just that like, there's not any of that weirdness. Like if anybody had any question, we would ask without any of that concern of people are going to think I'm a fraud or, and you know, Annie, for you, even I have to this day, like, I'll tell you guys a fun story. Last night I had 
some bizarre anxiety. And like, I had this moment where I woke up and I was like, okay, what if I don't make it to seven figures as a senior portrait photographer in the next couple of years and everybody starts to think I'm a fraud because I haven't made it there? Because that's like the whole point of seven figure photographer is I'm, I'm trying to share my journey because that's my goal. I'm not saying that I'm making seven figures in senior portraits. That's my goal is just in senior portraits to make seven figures, a million dollars in a year on senior portraits. But what if I don't get there in the next two years or three years? And people are sitting here thinking like, Sam, I've been watching you for this long and you still haven't gotten there. It kind of crippled me last night. Like I got really upset about it. Like I was, and, and it's one of those almost subconscious things because I, I wasn't even fully awake, but I remember very vividly and it really frustrated me. I was like, what if I never, like maybe I should change the name of, of the seven figure photographer because what if I never get there? And so I want you to understand this is one of those benefits of being with other photographers or being able to network with other photographers to understand where our pains are and where our challenges are. Annie feeling like just going to lunch with other photographers might think that she's a fraud. Well, guess what? I guess whose headshot that I use for <laughs> all of my stuff. It's a headshot that Annie took. So regardless of if you think you're a fraud, that is all just imposter syndrome. And, you know, it's scary for me to even share that concept, what happened to me last night with you guys, because it was a real, like an absolute real fear. It was a real thing that, that kind of just overcame me last night. So, and it's not even that I'm like, I'm not even afraid of like any of the other stuff. I'm afraid of not being able to make it happen and have people be like, well, dude, we've been here for <laughs> three years and you're still not like whatever. So anyway, just remember that everybody goes through those things. And that's one of the benefits of having other photographers in your network that are local, because you can, as long as, as long as you guys can be real with each other. And I think that that's one of the things we've done really well is allowing each other to just be real about all that. Do you want to add anything to that Mia now that you're on camera? <laughs> No. Or <laughs> what? That's my big profound drop. No. 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 That's it. Just just That's no. It. No. All right. I think, well, I think you covered that one. Mia Mia out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next part is, and this is really cool. We've been talking a lot about well, <laughs> there's the book. Get different. We've been talking about how to be different, how to be a blue ocean and a red sea kind of thing. Like, and what that means is like when everybody's doing all the same thing. How do you stand out? How do you be different? Well, when you know and understand what everybody in your local market is doing, you have a better chance to say, you know what? Nobody else is doing it this way. This gives me an opportunity to be different. So one of the coolest things about this, it gives you an opportunity to look at all of your fellow market photographers. This is one of the reasons, this is probably one of the biggest reasons I want to meet every photographer in the state of Idaho because I want to understand how they do business, what they, where they're strong, where they're weak, maybe even help them make their weak things strong, but also to understand, okay, where can, what can I see that's different about my market and what can I do to be different? Or what, where can I see what everything is the same? For instance, like the whole concept of direct mail. Direct mail is not something anybody that I know of now, there's probably still some people that are doing it, but specifically for seniors, it used to be the big thing, but now everybody thinks, Oh, I gotta, I gotta be good on social media because that's where the marketing's at. Well, every, like the, it's so 
like in everybody's faces that like you don't even notice it anymore. It's too common. And so we've changed and we're still doing that, but we're also doing direct mail. Any input on that, Mia, because you're on camera now. I notice you doing it a lot where you're, you, you want to sometimes avoid, like when I'm talking about SEO or looking at the site stuff, you're like, I don't want to see what they're doing. I don't want to see. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying before about how, come on, we all, we have ideas, but we've all had these ideas. And I think there is something good that comes from looking at what it, where other people are, how they dress, how they act, so that you can just kind of see who you are within that. Like you're saying, you find what makes you different and then really hone in on that. But you're not going to know. If you don't get out there, you're never going to figure that out because you could be doing the exact same thing as your competitor and not even know it because you're too afraid to go find out. So. Well, in a... A perfect example of that, like, it is really good. I've always, like, I hate that whole, like, feeling when people say, and and honestly, right now, like, most people could be like, say, you're copying me, or somebody said Mm -hmm. that you're copying me, and I could be like, probably not, because I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to, like, other people's websites, or I don't even spend a lot of time on social media other than TikTok and Facebook with this group, but it has, you actually brought it to my attention with the other stuff. Like you actually were the one that brought it to my attention. And since we've actually reached out to that person because of what I'm going to talk about here in a minute, like understanding again, trying to understand their business to see where we can differentiate ourselves, where we can, can kind of like change things up. And, uh, also so I can understand what my competition is and what they're doing. Not, not to try to like, I can't tell you how many times, not so much anymore, but maybe I just don't even pay attention or I don't care anymore, but other photographers will call us and you can tell that there are other photographers just by the questions they ask. You're like, okay, those are, those are not normal people questions that like you get asked. And so you can tell when photographers are shopping you and it's like, no big deal. Like call me up and say, Sam, what's your pricing? Dude, I will give you every bit of it. Yeah. You'd like to throw me under the bus on that one. Why? People call and try and I've only done, no, that was not me. That was Tim. That was Tim's idea. No, I was talking about Tiffany, not Tim. Oh yes. I did it once to you with Tiffany. Yeah. Okay. You're right. But I don't mind. Like if somebody wanted to call me and ask me my pricing, I'd give it to them. If somebody wanted to know every, in fact, a bunch of my senior portrait competitors are here on seven figure photographer. They don't pay attention to a lot of the stuff on here, but if they came on here, they could literally learn everything about my business and what I do without paying a penny. Like they could learn it all. They'd have to piece it all together. And that's why when it comes down to the coaching aspect, the difference is is that we put it in order, we put it together and we help you stay like on task. So differentiating yourself, that's like one of the biggest aspects, um, something that can help you just huge in what you do. Any James wanted to know if last year was the first year you did mailing. I know it's the first year you've done it since I've been here, but was it the first time ever? I never actually did direct mail before. I've looked at it, I've seen it, I've heard about it. I know that I've known about it for years and I've avoided it for years because it used to be what everybody did. When I say used to be, we're talking like a long time ago, but it just was one of those things like, honestly, when we went out and visited Sal and Sal was doing direct mail and I was like, you know what? Like it is something that nobody else is doing anymore. But what was interesting is when we were driving back, we stopped in Denver and we saw Ross and Ross yeah. actually like there were all these big studios in Denver that were still doing do direct it. mail. And I was like, you know what? Maybe let's give it a try because maybe it's something And Gary Box talked about it at the sink 
in last sync when we went to that jump start, he had talked about it too. Did he? Yep. Yeah, I, d I do remember that. I think yep. that was part of what. Yeah, we kind of started of, talking about it. Then we saw Sal's. And then, yeah, and then when we saw Sal, I was like, we should buy a printer. We should do that. And then it turned into this huge, <laughs> amazing thing. Amazing? <laughs> amazing. This amazing? was amazing. It was fun. It's been fun. It, it has been fun, but it's been. It's amazing. It's work. It's a lot of work, but I love work. I don't care. Okay, moving on to the next referrals. Now, I know this might shock you. Maybe it won't shock you. One of my favorite things to do, because if you're coming to Sync, you're going to see my program about uh, improving the customer journey. I go as far as believing that it's important to make improve a situation for even leads that aren't going to book you. I'm a real proponent of if somebody calls and says, hey, how much is it? And I tell them and they're like, <laughs> then I can, or, or if they're like, I want all of this for this much money, I can say, you know what? We're probably not the photographer for you, but I would love to give you some referrals for people that I think, or that I know would take care of you. And that's part of the reason that I reached out to the photographer that I was talking about on here is because I want to understand how their business works, what they charge, because I want to be able to say to this client, you know what, this photographer is great and their price point is going to be a little bit closer to this. And I'm going to give you that referral because I truly know and believe that they will take care of you. And to me, it means as much to me to send somebody off, not being my customer, knowing that they're like, you know what, that guy, like, despite the fact that I didn't take my business to him, he still cared enough about his industry to say, here's somebody good to work with. And that's, I think that that's so vitally important to consumers because it just overall, it makes our industry better. Now I want to share a story about it. There's a local photographer here who's actually one of my competitors in the senior market. Somebody that's been really pushing hard at making a name and a big splash for themselves. And they actually gave a referral for one of my coaching clients for baby photography. Those of you who know, you know who Brianna is. And it was actually really interesting because the story that I told you, in fact, actually this all comes back to the story that I told you about uh, how she called me saying, should I fire this client? Like they don't even know who I am. They're coming from, from Nampa and I don't think that they're gonna be ready for my pricing. And she was freaking out and I told her, no, you've booked them. It's your responsibility to just take the best care of them you can now. And they ended up being over a $7,000 sale. And that is huge. Like to know that client was so happy with the experience that they had. And that was a referral from another photographer. Now, digging in more, I know that the photographer that referred her didn't even know her. They just loved her work. So imagine how much better that could be if there was a good connection or a good relationship there or something established. And I think that it's really important on the flip side to turn around and take care of those people that take care of you. I know one of her biggest sales this year has a senior. I'm talking about Brianna, my, um, one of my coaching clients. She, one of her biggest sales this year has a senior and she has raved about that experience with us and and has pushed them towards us and and i would expect we'll potentially get that call at some point in time this year if we don't we don't but what a great experience to have that opportunity where you can say you know what i know what your needs are from what you told me and i want to send you to somebody that i know is going to take care of you and sometimes that comes back to you 
because sometimes, you know, photographers will, will reach out and take care of, I've gotten some incredible, in fact, one of the photographers that is here local, they've kind of stepped away from the senior market and partly because when we really came into the senior market, we put a hurting on their senior market. And so they chose to, to go towards a different, uh, avenue of focus, which they have done exceptional at, but they have sent referrals to us. And people that actually work for them, like their accountant that actually works for them, they sent her to us for senior pictures. And then she actually, again, in turn, referred us on to one of our big sales for this year that we just had. And so I think it's so important to realize that resource. This is a, this is a business resource that you may not realize. Like imagine if one other photographer was the source of $10,000 worth of income for your business. Can like, do you realize like how huge that is? Like, I see you shaking your head over there, Mia, but like, like that's huge. That's really, really huge. And so that's one of those misconnections that I think we forget about network and market with other photographers. Cause that B2B understanding if you share with your friends and they understand you're a great resource to take care of people, they will refer people onto you for business. And you could, if you're doing what's right, you could make a killer sale on it. So that referral network is I think vital. Number four, you get what you get out, what you put in. What I mean by this is I really hope I don't step on any toes here. <laughs> One of the most common questions you see out there on Facebook groups on anything is, can somebody tell me where a good location is? Okay. I, it's probably one of the most frustrating questions I hear from people asking, because for me, I explain it like this. I have given locations out before and as Mia can attest, when we go out on shoots, we very rarely even see other photographers when we're out on shoots. It can partly have to do with the time that we shoot, but most of the time it's locations that we choose. There's a couple of locations we go that are literally just like overrun with photographers. We don't go to those locations very often or unless they're specifically requested or if there's something specific that we need in that location. But most of the locations we go to, you never see another photographer. Now, the benefit to that is a number of different things. Number one, I have been standing at a park before taking pictures and had like two to three photographers line up behind me. That's not very creative work. <laughs> when people line up behind you because they want to use the same spot, it's obnoxious. It is what it is. If you're going to be at those parks, you just got to deal with it. But I've had locations where I've shared with people that I valued, people that I thought would keep it relatively good, people that didn't like locations that I specifically had permission to be in, but other photographers didn't. And those locations were shut down completely, gated off. We're seeing it really bad right now in Boise, in our area. A lot of like locations that we've just always had simple access to, just public access, have been shut down, gated off, and we've lost like just huge amounts of of special locations, at least locations that I've shot. And it can be because of like just overrun people that don't take care of things, people throwing garbage. Sometimes it's not even photographers. But my point in saying this is there's photographers out there that will oftentimes just ask like, hey, I, I just need help with locations. But yet they haven't given anything of value in return. They're just literally searching for the easy way on something that we've all put a lot of effort and time into. 
And that part is challenging because, you know, people want this. And in part for me, understanding that I have literally spent days where I drove out and I drove miles north and south a mile at a time or 10 miles at a time up and down north and south facing roads and just back and forth gridding the whole like city just watching four locations. We have like a whole map of pinpoints on Google Maps uh, that we pin and it like it's literally like identified as like flowers in June or bridges or tall blonde weeds is what I call them. So all these different things are like we've put a lot of work into that and for somebody to just say hey will you tell me all the good locations or to get frustrated because photographers don't share locations. However, my friends group and the photographers that have put value into me, that have spent time with me, that have shared their own things with me, if they were to ask me tomorrow, like Annie, if Annie called me tomorrow and said, Sam, I'm struggling, like I don't know where to shoot this specific shot, I would literally send her a pin for where to shoot. I wouldn't beat around the bush. I, I get messages on Instagram, in fact, I got one last week, like, hey, is this location here? I'm like, it's somewhere up there. <laughs> and it's not to be rude. I don't, it's not to be rude. It's just that I want people to put the effort in. Show me that you're willing to put the effort in because I don't know you from Adam. Show me that you're willing to put the effort in. And then when I understand you and your business a little bit better, then I'm a little bit more willing to share. But that means that you're going to give a little, get a little. So it's not just a, not just a take, take. Because all too often... I feel like at that point, when you're asking location stuff in a scenario like that, it's all too often just like, just, just give me, just tell me how to do it. And that, like, I'm not a fan of people that are like, just tell me how to do it. I want people that are willing to put in the effort. In some situations, I understand, like I was talking to somebody this morning and that's a situation of like, you know what, their time just isn't spent well working on that stuff. And so they want to just pay somebody to teach them how to do that. Totally get that. Totally understand it. All about it. Mia, what do you think of this? I think like the give and take is there for everything. I, I again, I don't, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I hate that kind of a thing. But a lot of times, photographers don't want to hang out with other, or at least some that I've met. And I think it. I want to almost throw the women under the bus. I think we're worse at it. But we think other people are going to take our ideas, or so we don't want to share. But we will easily come meet up and just sit there and listen to everybody else. And I think you can learn from anybody and everybody. And I don't think, I don't, I don't think you can ever overshare. I mean, you say it all the time. And I love the saying that you could give everything to somebody. They'd still have to work harder than you at it to knock you out of the competition. They got to want it worse than I do. And so it comes down to that. Like we're with groups all the time. They're like, well, what's the value in it for me? And well, what have, what value have you put in? Once you put in a value, then you'll start to understand what value you're getting back out of it. Because as soon as you start serving, you learn regardless. So, Yeah, exactly. And I think that that really is vital because it, it really is what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. But I think that there's just so much. And, and one of the things, one of the, one of the groups that stands out to me is the, yeah. is the Boise <laughs> Bettys. I wasn't going to say it. I just threw the women is, under the bus. It's just a group of women that basically <laughs> are saying, look, we don't need, we don't need the men in the industry. And that's hurtful because like, for me, I would give 
I'd give the shirt off my back to anybody to teach them photography to make my industry better and to make them have a better chance at success. Because unfortunately, the women in the industry, it's hard because you guys are mothers and you feel that that stronger need to make sure that you're not only just taking care of your home, but your your yeah. kids and then also this business. And when you're spread too thin, you're the first to say, you know what? My priorities lie here. And I hate, absolutely hate when I see female photographers up and leave the industry because of that, because I know that it could have been avoided if they would have just understood some of the key principles to business, like how to price themselves, how to manage their time better. And it just breaks my heart. And it really breaks my heart when they have groups of just women that don't need us that don't men. need you. But I think part of it is too, <laughs> I call it the He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> you kind of get stuck in that. When you're all in that same situation, you almost support each other staying in that situation. Yeah, you kind of keep... Yeah, rather... It's like you put five crabs in a bucket and none of them will ever get yeah, out. Yeah, you're not, you're not raising each other. They're, they're, yeah. they're outbidding each other for $35 shoots because I have to work harder and I can only... like, And it just... It doesn't... It doesn't work. It just yeah. doesn't work. And I actually, I actually meant the She-Man Woman Haters Club. She-Man Woman. She-Man Man Haters Club. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I'm it, talking there, about. There's a lot of good that can come out of groups like that. but um, Yeah, there, there definitely but is. But, again, you have to put value in. And exactly. you have to be honest when you're in there. I think there's... And don't limit yourself. Well, I think along with this, there is something to that, that authenticity or the laying the numbers out on the table, if you want to put it that way. Like, get rid of the smoke in the mirrors. Like, people on here, as you were saying about how you were having that anxiety about never getting seven figures, I think it was, I'm trying to scroll back through, I think it was Deborah, um, maybe it was Tim, they're like, we wouldn't even know nor care. And I think there's there's so much value in just putting your numbers out on the table, this is where I am, and don't be ashamed of where you are, because there's always someone below you, and there's always going to be someone above you. Yeah. But... Just be just real. Just put it out there and be real, and we're all going to support you. And if we're not supporting you, then it's the wrong group for you. So get up and leave and find the right group. I, I probably should not get up and leave because no, it's, it's my group. Yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Next is one of my favorite parts, the built-in hype team. You know, one of the best things about having other local photographers and friends, people that you can truly call friends or people that you have been friendly with is people that will hype you up people that will get you excited people that will pick you up when you're down i have one person in mind you know we try really hard to lift up and it becomes challenging at a point like when they want to fight against the positive reinforcement or the hype and now honestly there was a post this week about how you know the whole quit just hyping people quit but i think that it's so important that we have that group of people there to, to hype us up, to get us excited, to keep us going. Because honestly, like, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have Mia here every day because she, like, I have a lot of days where I come in and I'm like, I suck. Like, I'm just not, I shouldn't even be here. And she's like, I don't know why you say that. Like, she tells me I'm amazing all the time, which I appreciate, but it makes me feel bad because I'm, anyway. <laughs> But my point is, is that uh, that's one of the that's one of the benefits to having a group of photographers. And I, I don't like the the concept of keeping your group too small. I don't like that. That's one of the downfalls. One of the frustrations I have with our group is we have a tendency to try to keep it too small. And I really because there's too many 
personalities and too many people that are like, I don't like this or I don't like that. And that kind of BS just really frustrates me. So for those of you who are listening, know that that frustrates me. But uh, just because I, I want to give to everybody and I don't care if you don't like the way I think or you don't like the way so-and-so thinks. Nobody gives a shit. We can still all be friends and family in this industry and we can we can lift each other up and we can quit being judgmental of other things. So I think that the built-in hype team, I mean, you know, I look at like even just this week, like with the post that happened this week and how it kind of beat down on some people. And like, I had a bunch of people even coming to me and I know that he had a bunch of people coming to him saying, Hey, don't listen to that crap. Just know that you're valuable like get in it. And that was, you know, that's more of our broad, like, you know, I even had friends from across the state sending me messages about it. Like, so it's like, like having those people, knowing those people support you and are like, I'm behind you and I'm here with you. Like having that is, it's honestly not something I ever used to have. And so having that is really nice. And, and I hope, I hope that I do my own job. Well, I mean, your yes. friendship fees are due, but you know, I'm, my friendship fees are due. <laughs> You, you're behind on yours so we're just <laughs> we're just gonna level it out level right now maybe out. you owe me a couple grand but <laughs> but yeah so like I, I even you know I saw somebody's post yesterday about some struggles and I reached out to them and said hey did I miss something is everything going okay and found out I had completely missed some stuff and so I uh, had an opportunity to talk to them and and hopefully let them know that I cared that I value them and I think that that's important I think we need to have that with us the people that tell us, hey, it's okay. Like sometimes it hurts, life sucks sometimes. But I also think it's really good to know that we all go through that crap. Like we all struggle with that crap. Okay, next and last, this one is actually just kind of a new one. Safety net when traveling. Now, this actually just kind of became evident <laughs> this, this last week when we were at imaging, one of our friends lost her wallet. We had a fun evening and uh, she was walking back and somehow became detached from her wallet. You can imagine not having your ID when traveling across the country or having to get on a plane, not having any cards for food or money, any of that stuff. And every one of us jumped in, A, looked for her wallet. We all figured out ways to come up with things i had an extra card for or my venmo card and i just let her venmo me and i gave her my venmo card we figured out she got her husband to send her her passport, passport. so but the big thing is that we all kind of rallied around her and we all took care of her and those were all local people so well with the exception of tim tim was there he's was he there. wasn't local well and her friend who lived there i mean what a what yeah. a blessing that that was there too but all those all those people came together and helped and though we didn't like we grew a lot closer to each other on that event. But up until then, we had just had some general interactions with her. And we definitely had already identified that like she was one of those friends that you wanted to keep around kind of thing. Yeah. But there were still just like people doing their other things and stuff. And and so we got to all kind of come together that week and, and kind of fix that situation. So really there's like having people around you. And I know that a lot, pretty much all of our Idaho photographers would have stepped up and yep. helped in any way that they could have because they are that kind of people and i think honestly probably all local states local photographers that would be that way i know a lot of organizations like iowa 
who has an insane group of people, which most of them weren't there and I didn't get to see them, but we got to hang out with Jamie from Iowa, which was great. But having those people there to help you, to take care of you, to just have your back when you need, I think that there's so much importance that people miss out on in networking. It blows my mind. And I think the one thing that I'll probably end with here is it shocks me to see how many photographers there are in the state of Idaho that literally don't even know that our state organization exists. They don't even know that some of them don't even know that I as a photographer exist. I don't know that they exist. And that frustrates me because I think that we should all know about each other and we should all have some sort of connection to each other and be able to help each other because you know, the world of being an entrepreneur is not an easy one. And if you're trying to build a business, like there's people out there to help. And there's a lot of us who would literally without question, jump in and help. All you have to do is show up and ask the question. So I'm going to let you talk. What's your final thoughts? And what else, what all questions do we have here? You, um, you share your last being, thoughts. I'm going to look through the questions. I think for me, it's just, it's more fun in a group. Like I know we sit here I think as photographers, well, I know you work on your own quite a bit. And it's just so much more fun when you go out in a group. And I love to have fun. So I think that's, that's as inspiring as it gets. I think it's more fun with more people. It is more fun with more people. And it's, you know, one thing that I didn't touch on is going out like just on shoots together. Um, I miss that. Or like doing like personal projects together, that kind of stuff. I realized the other day, I was actually telling Mia about this. The other day, I was looking through some pictures. I was, I can't remember what I was trying to find, but I was looking through pictures from years ago. Back in my days when we used to have sports trailers and we traveled around the West Coast taking events, like doing photos at motocross races. And even then, I always had a crew of people with me. I don't like to be alone. I don't like to do anything <laughs> alone. So honestly, I probably would not spend as much time in the office if you weren't here. Like if I didn't have somebody <laughs> to come in and yeah. to talk to, but we bounce things off each other. She's kind of my, um, I, I tell her things and she keeps me somewhat level-headed <laughs> and sometimes tells me I'm dumb. And uh, my wife does the same thing too, but my wife just gets too passionate about it sometimes. And I think that her and I butt heads with certain things. She wants to be that say. Well, I don't have to go home with you either. I can piss you off and it's all good. No, you can't. I enjoy my, my alone time. <laughs> I can go home and run. She <laughs> Let's just put the record own. out there. She doesn't do well if she knows I'm mad at her. No, I don't. She I loses, like she loses her crap. <laughs> and, then I get, and then I get messages like, are you mad at me? <laughs> are you, like, you going to talk to me? Fine. I won't even talk to you then. <laughs> So, yeah. so don't <laughs> act like you're goes. all cool and you can just <laughs> piss me off and go away because it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. And I you try, know that's I try the truth. really hard, but it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> I will kill your chickens. But there is something really nice to not, like, <laughs> wait, did you just say you'd go, did I'd, you I'd attack my chickens. chickens? I'd kill your chickens. That's, that's the secret. Wow. If you ever want to get at me, you just... <laughs> wow, you might, like... <laughs> That was not okay. I'm officially stay away from my If you guys don't see kids, me dude. on Tuesday or see me post over the next couple of days, yeah, do you just know that I'm buried out back. Pretty much in the underneath the chicken coop. I'll let them just crap Under on you. Ew. Yeah. That's no, but disgusting. um, I think there is something valid to what you said about we we take a lot of times people take their work home to their spouse, and the spouse now your wife does the editing, Michelle does the editing, mm -hmm. so she's more involved probably than most. But they don't really get it and they don't understand it. And they are passionate about your time and your family values and things like that. And so when you have somebody outside of that relationship that you can just bounce it off of, 
I think there is something valuable to that. Well, so that, that was, you're not taking it home. I know it's a total side note, but that was a huge struggle for you and Gary. Like, yeah, that was one of you our. You couldn't really share on the same level. No. Certain things. So. No, I had different. I have ambitions and dreams that, and he supports them in the way that he could, but it wasn't what I needed, and yeah. But I think there is some value to having somebody outside of that marriage that, or if it's not a marriage, like the companionship or whatever you want to call it, yeah. that you can just kind of bounce all those things off. So when you leave work, you can leave work. Not that Sam ever leaves work, but... I actually do. You've, been, you've done so much better this last year. I do. Year. When I go home, like, well, this year, or lately, not this year, but lately I've been going home and working on some stuff. Yeah, but But a lot of times I go better. home and I don't ever pull out my laptop. I just... Yeah. I just... And I think that's because you can get it all out here, and it, it's nice. Then you go home, and you're just at home, and I think there's a lot of value in that too. Yeah. yeah, it's all good. So, guys, if you haven't gotten anything from this, just know that you should find other photographers in your local area. You should become friends with them, have your group of people, not just your, like, your, like you guys are my, you guys are my national people. You're my people that I have everywhere. Some of you are my local people, but... Find a group of people that you can hang out with, that you can talk business with. And it's also good to have friends outside of the industry. I just don't have the capacity for enough because I got too much crap going on. <laughs> you know, I'm a mess, as you guys think. You're I'm not a kidding. mess. You just work hard and you work a lot and you're busy. So keep that in mind. Realize and understand there is so much, so much value in understanding who the people are in your industry and who your competitors are, who your friends are, regardless of... You know, even if your competitors aren't your friends, it's still good to understand their business. Still good to understand what makes them tick, what drives them. You know, some people just are not driven. Like we were talking about this this morning, not not driven. We were talking about the fact that some people just don't need same level of success. The same level of success that some of us do. Like I don't need. I can live off of. I can very comfortably live off of what I do in business right now, like very comfortably. But I have ambitions, I have goals, and, and part of it is the learning aspect. I love learning, like what does it take to push it beyond? What can, we, what can we do to raise the level or raise the bar for what a standard business is? Can you do that kind of business and still work it like as if it were kind of a part-time business or have the right people in place to run a business that is not just you working your business? Okay, guys. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. I will see you guys next Tuesday. All right, guys, have a wonderful day, and we'll give you some outro music. Bam.